Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the top, let's go! One, two, three! Earholing Hockey is a great fantasy team name. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Get ready for it. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Get ready for a lot of those. Illegal contact penalty. Comment because the competition committee wants to come. Today's guests, Tampa Bay Times Bucks beat writer Rick Stroud, former NFL executive Michael Lombardi, NBC Sports Boston Patriots insider Tom Curran, Stanford head coach David Shaw, and now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. It is the final Monday of August in 2022, and that means preseason football is over. And to that, I say thank God. Thank goodness preseason football is over, and we got ourselves an NFL playing season that starts a week from Thursday for crying out loud. Welcome to this again edition of the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on this program. We say hello to our YouTube stream, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. For everybody out there listening to us on Odyssey and also listening to us on this terrestrial radio affiliate coast to coast on the Rich Eisen Show radio. Network, we say, hey, you want to see us? Check us out on our YouTube stream starting in September, which, by the way, is right around the corner. As I mentioned, this show migrates to the Roku channel, which you can get for free on all Roku devices, Fire TV, select Samsung televisions. Also, you can, on your mobile device, get the Roku app because the Roku channel is free there. And the same with the Roku channel. Dot com. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman, after this hey, very busy weekend. Good to very see you. Very busy weekend. I feel great. College football has begun. That has happened over the weekend. And the professional football season starts, as I mentioned, a week from Thursday night. How are you, Jay Felly? Hey, I'm great. DJ Mikey D is out uh, again for uh, portions of this week. Good to see you, TJ Jefferson. The candle is already lit. How are you, sir? Oh, I, oh my God! Dang it. Oh my goodness! Somebody, somebody sabotaged the mic today. Okay, somebody sabotaged this. All right, he's, he's sitting in that chair. What's up? I'm great, man. The operator What's... error. That's like me. It's like me. I, 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 you know, blaming, uh, blaming my golf clubs, which I never would do. But you know, it's operator error. Good to see you, DJ Jefferson. How are you, sir? Great, man. Got to watch the Mets Old Timers Day this weekend, and oh, it was... it's great. It was amazing. Yeah, Jesse Orozco uh, uh, facing Jose Reyes at one point is what I zoomed in on. <laughs> yeah, it was. Did you retire it was Willie awesome, Mays' man. number? Yeah, that was the other thing. That's they retired weird. Tw- well, it's not. Why is it weird? Because when he, he he was terrible, he may be the worst player ever when he played for the Mets. Well, I mean, he's, uh, this guy this guy doesn't get it, Rich. He I, I'm he's not from New, he's not from New York City. Yeah, well, you don't have to be from New York City to understand it's Willie Mays. Well, I, I know that. <laughs> he's stumbling around in the outfield. You know, the Giants used to play in New York, mm-hmm. and then they left and went to the West Coast after the team from Brooklyn did the same thing, right? So yep. they lost all their teams. In New York City, with the exception of the Yankees, they stayed there. Mm-hmm. Then the Giants um, came, you know, um, went west, and then Willie Mays went from the Giants to the Mets, whose colors partially are, uh, are you know, as you know, the Mets' colors are orange and blue. Yeah. Those are the two colors of the teams that left. Hence the color scheme. So there's a history. There's an actually is why, some. Is that really why they're or- orange? Yeah, colors? but I, that's what I always thought. Interesting. There's some DNA woven in there, but. Didn't think I was going to be giving a, a Willie Mays New York baseball lesson to start this show. But also, I'm here. I'm here whenever you know, whenever it's needed. <laughs> okay. My head can be on a swivel here. I can pivot. Also, I can pivot. When Mays signed with the Mets 50 years ago, 
this was kind of promised to him. And so it took 50 years to, to yeah, come to fruition. All right, so. Let's get is it I, off yeah. your nose I when you're sitting back. there cooking for 12 of your friends going oh through a gosh. fantasy draft that takes forever. So much food. Okay. Imagine being upset because arguably the greatest baseball player of He's all just, time got uh, a number retested. It's just you. It's just you. <laughs> for the Giants. Well, okay. <laughs> okay, so we shouldn't retire number six back for Bill Russell? Corners, literally and figuratively. Let's start he this program. He only played for the Celtics? Bill Russell wasn't uh, crapola on a different we, team. I, you know what? I liked it better when your mic wasn't working. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I wish my ear was off okay. at this point Here so we, we have to hear this. Guys, my God, can we start the program or what? Sorry, it's Monday. It's, it's good. We're good. <laughs> so here's the deal. As we know, Tom Brady uh, had a midsummer training camp sabbatical that the Buccaneers said was planned. And, and it's weird because quarterbacks don't usually leave in the middle of training camp for uh, a pre-scheduled personal reason. And that would mean somebody's maybe is Brady hurt? Does he need surgery? The answer was no. Um, and then what, how could it be? Uh, and then everyone is everyone is family. Okay. Well, that would be the very definition of, of not planned. And then, then again, it's also, you know, unprecedented, but so is Tom Brady as a player. Uh, so is Tom Brady as a face of a franchise in Tampa. And um, so there was a lot of unprecedentedness about all this, but Tom Brady, every single step that he takes on an NFL field and every snap that he takes and every throw he's about to take, again, that's just extending the unprecedentedness that we may not see matched again in anybody's lifetime. So it was... Um, something, to say the least. And the question is what? And rumors flying everywhere. And Brady returned a week ago today and then played in the final preseason game. Quick cup of coffee, got some snaps, broke a sweat, and got out of the game in Indianapolis before anything stupid could happen. And unfortunately, more stupidness happened with injuries up front. That's a very banged-up offensive line now that's protecting a 45-year-old man. But in between his return and in between playing in that game, Brady did not speak to the media. He did not speak to the media, but you're a starting quarterback in the National Football League. You speak to the media after the game. So it had not been asked of Brady the very, I guess, basic question that we ask of friends and people who we're familiar with. After something out of the ordinary happens, the genuine question of what was up with that? <laughs> I don't think that's the way it was posed of Tom, but that's the general sense that everyone was wondering, what's up with this? Like, what, what happened? And it was clearly something very personal for, for Brady, who sounded v- maybe the most relatable he's ever been. Think about it. This guy lives a life that everybody would want to live. Everybody would want to live. Considered the greatest ever, it's something that you do professionally. The, your personal life looks as beautiful uh, inside of a frame as it does on an Instagram page, as it does what would think from the outside looking in. And generationally wealthy Beaten father time. I mean, that's exactly what we wanted. We want to live happy and healthy. And um, obviously, wealthy would be a good cherry on top. It's what it appears to him be living. But this soundbite just jumped off my phone at me when I saw it hit my Twitter feed after the preseason game over the weekend. Brady was asked essentially what was up with his mid-summer sabbatical, and here was his answer. It's all personal. You know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with, so we all have really unique challenges to our life, and, uh, you know, we're, I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of going on, so, you know, you just got to try to figure out life the best you can, and, um, you know, it's a uh, continuous process, so. I mean, what is more... I don't think he's ever said anything more relatable. 
where anybody who is a parent, anybody who is in a marriage, anybody who's working, and I understand we, we all don't have his bank account. I don't think anybody does, maybe. If you're in the sound of my voice and you got his bank account, to salute. Um, that may be the most relatable Tom Brady's ever been. Yeah, you know, Rich, I saw that uh, Saturday night. A few things really stuck out to me. First off, I thought when I saw the quote just in print, yeah. I thought it was kind of like, ha-ha, I got a lot of stuff going on. And everyone in the room laughed, and then we moved on. That was not the case. I like, saw your tweet. You said he sounds like every tired dad, and I thought that was spot on. Yeah, like, he, and he looks like a tired dad. This guy, that was the first thing I kind of noticed is just how tired and exhausted he looks. Well, we need to be careful because, again, there's so much to speculate right, about. We, we, we really have but, no idea. But Right. You don't know if it's his kid. You don't know what's going on right. at all. But what it is for anybody who has a lot going on in their life personally, yeah. clearly something's going on that, that we shouldn't pry. Right. Just let the guy figure it out himself that, yeah, he's got a supermodel wife. I mean, you hear about it. He's got, you know, he'll, he'll probably, when it's all said and done, he might be up there with LeBron about a billion dollars in, in, in net worth right now. Yeah, he's right got now. a bunch of businesses. Right. We know right. he's got the Fox thing coming. Right. Yeah, a movie and, like, and all of that. Yeah. I can only imagine, though, you can only imagine, though, and, and, and you have to tread lightly because there are so many people who are watching us and listening to us right now who have a lot going on in their lives who don't have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and multiple gajillions of dollars to fall back on who might be like Crimea River. But I can't imagine doing this job with three kids if this job took me out of the house at 5 in the morning and put me back in the house at 8 o'clock at night. And also on the road, um, what, 15 weeks a year, maybe? If you're, if you're lucky, it's maybe like 17 weeks a year. Right. And he chose to come back. But that's why I hear that. And I'm thinking to myself, in the ways that he's always defeated Father Time, this is the way for Father Time to just remind everybody what time it is that there's a lot in his life that's pulling on him. And um, I saw that, I heard that, and I'm like, you know what? Just let the guy figure out whatever's going on in peace, and then the issue would be, does he take it on the football field? And of course he doesn't. He looked terrific. He looked like he was a jackrabbit. Didn't look like Father Time had tapped him on the shoulder at all. And I know it's preseason, blah, blah, blah. But you could see it. And then after the game... (laughs) This exchange jumped out at me, too, because I I think he's kind of I think he heard a lot of the speculation about how can he leave in the middle of his training camp season? He's still quarterback in the NFL. Boy, those reps are going to be something that he's going to need when the season hits. I, I, I think he definitely was hearing a lot of the speculation. For sure. I mean, it makes sense. Listen to this exchange. I don't know if you heard this one over the weekend. Jason Light had said he thought you would come back from this break even more focused. Do you, do you think that's the case? I feel good. I feel good. What, what did yeah. it mean for I played you? football for a long time, so I'm pretty good at it. It would take long for me to remember how to play it. <laughs> I'm pretty good at it. doesn't take long for me to remember how to play it. It's just like, Understand can I just like... Y'all were like wondering why I retired and then I came back and everybody's like happy about it and just take a look at the Buccaneers schedule and see what it would have been like if Kyle Trask was starting every game. I know this is like, what, what were they really thinking? But it's just like, okay, now, I'm, now I came back and I just needed a break. I needed a break. Everybody wants to know why I need a break. Well, I'm a 45-year-old guy. There's a lot of ass going on. And I'm here playing football. I'm pretty good at it. Um, It it, it was really just a fascinating exchange in a press conference. Because that doesn't sound like a guy who's going to take a banana costume off. In front of my kids on a on a on a whatever night the mass singers on on Fox, okay? No, I okay. think we can put that. To we could put that to bed. Yeah, you could put that to bed. 
That ain't happening. And also, not a lot of smiling. Not, a, I mean, yeah, could you imagine anybody? Did anybody? Again, I didn't hear the whole press on. conference. And Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times is going to join us because when he shows up and he's basically laying bare, hey, everybody, I needed this. Yeah. No one's going to ask him, well, did Dana White set you up in the in, in Vegas? <laughs> right? No one's going to come come with that. Yeah, that nobody asked. That. I don't know. Uh, did yeah. somebody do that? Because I didn't see anything. I didn't see. I mean, that quote obviously would have made the rounds. I didn't see it. Yeah, I wasn't on the mass Singer. I know I had fun with it in, uh, uh, you know, in a post for my, uh, my underwear, by the way. He did. That's literally what he did. No, no, he did. Was he thinking did. that I'm using Apparently, a metaphor. It's really comfortable. <laughs> so, mm. yeah, man. Brady's back. He looks good. Can't wait to see him against the Cowboys. <laughs> In 13 days, baby. Jeez. Preseason's over. Preseason's over. The Seahawks have made their quarterback choice. The Steelers might have. And um, Mike Tomlin's playing a little cat and mouse on all that. Also, on this program, we will turn to Michael Lombardi, longtime executive in this league, whose son is the offensive coordinator in Vegas, and the Patriots were just there the other night, and the Patriots looked terrible on offense. The only time they looked cohesive was against the twos for the Raiders. So now the Patriots enter the season getting set to take on the Dolphins in 13 days with the fan base mostly, I think you can say, Christopher, in full panic mode <laughs> yes. over that offense. <laughs> uh, it's not okay. good. Not great. It doesn't look good. Not great, Bob. Mac Jones doesn't look like he's about to take that year one to year two leap. Nope. The guys who are calling the offense have never done it before, even though they're longtime Patriots assistants and smart guys. And so Tom Curran's going to join us. I sent up the bat signal for Tom E. Curran. He's going to join us top of hour number three. College football has begun. David Shaw always fascinates me. I love talking to him. He knows both worlds, having spent time in the National Football League and also is now the Stanford Cardinal head football coach for a second decade there, by the way. And the Pac-12 seemingly falling apart. USC having left to go to the Big Ten along with UCLA. And his second game coming up on September 10th. What a huge weekend that's going to be. Stanford is hosting USC in Lincoln Riley's first game in the conference. Is at Stanford. So I'm sure there's lots going on on David Shaw's mind, to say the least. But coming up, let's take a quick break here on this program so we can talk to Rick Stroud because we didn't even mention that offensive line is so banged up up front. They should call Andrew Whitworth. Maybe. Well, I don't know. I don't know, brother. Three. It's really the interior that's their problem. Yeah, that's That's the issue. And that's where you want to rush Brady. Because yeah. he's got 45, and he's 45, and he's got a lot of you-know-what going on. <laughs> I know we talked I'm 53, a lot about- and I got a lot of what's going on. <laughs> I get you, Tom. We're two Michigan men. Rick Stroud, Tampa Bay Times, when we come back. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Welcome back to our show here on our terrestrial radio network. We're sitting here on our YouTube stream, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Michael Lombardi, uh, who's got a pod and a show on VSIN. That's, uh, that's, that's Musburger's spot in, uh, in Vegas, where we're on every single day on Raider Nation Radio, which we're thrilled about. Um, he's going to join us in hour number two. Overreaction Monday is an hour number two as well. And since this show uh, f- serves in certain ways uh, a form of therapy for Brockman on occasion, Tom E. Curran of NBC Sports Boston will come on the air to tell us what is going on with the Patriots offense now 13 days before taking on the Miami Dolphins, who we think is whose offense is going to be uh, fresh out of the box with points of Palooza. Uh, Lombo's not the biggest fan of Tua, I don't think, coming into the league, so we'll talk to him about all that. And David Shaw of Stanford in hour number three. And you at 844-204-RICH being the number to dial. With uh, all the news coming out of Tampa, with, by the way, this just in, Tom Brady's 45 and has a lot of S going on, and the offensive line in front of him, certainly in the interior, is banged up going into the season opener against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football. Coming up on NBC in two Sundays from now, here to talk about on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line from the Tampa Bay Times, our friend Rick Stroud, back here on the program. How you doing, Rick? Hey, Rich. I am not 45, but I have a lot of that going on. Uh, you do? <laughs> I, I, I was saying that's the most relatable Brady's ever been. I mean, Brockman has pointed out he thinks, uh, you know, stumbling off the boat after the Super Bowl yeah, win. Junk Super Bowl that's win. Some, that, that, that could have been. But, but, but Brady came out and just without being specific kind of laid bare um there's s going on uh what what did you make of that rick yeah you know rich he, he's been uh really ever since he got here but of late in particular in that night um he's been very vulnerable you know he's shown that vulnerability um to himself and you know for a guy who is as public as he is um and becoming more so right with his corporations and his underwear and everything else he's doing some of it more public than we care for him to be. Um, you know, I, I think you do kind of, uh, he allows you to see the human side of him as well. And that's maybe something we didn't see, you know, earlier, maybe even late in New England. Um, but there, you know, look, the, you know, superstars, not superstars, public figures, whatever, um, they have lives away from, you know, the arena. And, you know, clearly there's some things going on and, and you know, he's not, shying from it. I mean, obviously, when you miss work, right, when it affects what you do, and he's the every rep counts guy, and, and you know, he, he takes 11 days away from his team during training camp, it's not something you can really, uh, you know, really hide. But by the same token, I thought he was very honest, and it was very uh, very raw without getting into any specifics. Exactly, because it didn't seem like that's a guy who went and did the mass Singer, or, or there was a planned vacation mm-hmm. that you know, yeah. that he couldn't get out of no matter how many honeydew lists there might be at home. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that seemed yeah. like something is up, which means to me it really wasn't planned. You know, Rick, that's that that's And again, it's none of our business, but it didn't come across as a as a planned absence to me. You know, well, I mean, without getting specific, um, I think there are I think there are times in your life when you know you have to address things. Um and and so in terms of plan, I, I, I think he made the Bucks aware um that this was when he was he was going to deal with something, whatever mm-hmm. that is. Right. Um and so, you know, plan from the standpoint of is, you know, his plan, so to speak, was he was gonna come in, uh, work the first two weeks of training camp. They do all the install, you know, in that period for the new players and, and, and you know, it's third Tom's third year. He got to get to work with Kyle Rudolph. He got to work with Julio Jones. He got to do those things. He wasn't going to play against Miami or um, against Tennessee. Um, so really, you know, if you if you break it all the way down and go, well, you know, what days did he actually miss a practice? You know, some of those are walkthroughs before the game that he's not going to participate in. So really it's about three, maybe four at the most. So it's not as if, you know, Tom Brady after 23 years um, can't afford to miss that time. But, but I do think that whatever it is, and there is some there there, 
it's not the silliness of, of, of the other things. Um, I think he knew that this was the time that, that he was going to do that. And so he, he, you know, he made Todd Bowles aware of it. And really there's nothing that, uh, uh, that they wouldn't agree to. Um, but it is out of character from him from the standpoint of, you know, this is the guy that, you know, is constantly telling his teammates, you know, we got to get better every single day, every single rep. And, here he wasn't going to be there for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the soundbite from his press conference. We also played to start the show. I don't know who asked him about um, Jason Light saying he thinks that Brady's going to come back more focused from all this. And Brady's like, yeah, you know, I've, um, I'm pretty good at football. <laughs> and uh, it doesn't take me too long to remember how to play it. I, I found that very <laughs> revealed. What, what, how, did, how did you take that answer? Well, I mean, it, it's true, right? But again, yes. it's, it's extremely uh, uh, rare that you you get that from Tom, and and you know because he he's always been the guy that doesn't want to be set apart from everybody else. That's what makes him such a great teammate. Right. You know, guys guys come to the to their team, and 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 he'll walk up to you know the most insignificant player and say, "Hi, I'm Tom Brady," and they go, "Yeah, no bleep," you know, <laughs> I, like you know, and, but but he genuinely wants to just be one of the guys when when he's in in the locker room and on the field. And, and so for him to say, yeah, I'm pretty good at football, uh, that was interesting. I thought the other thing was, and, and this, this was strange to me, was that, you know, he was asked, uh, of course, it was, you know, the last time we talked to him, the day after the Miami Dolphins, um, you know, were, were uh, penalized for, for tampering and all that back in December of last year. Um, and Tom started talking about how much he, he, he loved playing here, but he also mentioned all the play. I mean, after a while, it sounded like a retirement speech all over again. It's like I read this, you know, before when you retired, when you talked about all the great guys he played with. He started calling them out like Santa's reindeer. You know, there's Edelman, there's Amdola, there's you know, and and he went through about twenty players. And I was like, what do we? What am I sitting through here? You know, this is a post game from a a, a, a you know preseason game um, where he played you know all of about ten snaps and. And yet he's kind of being, um, you know, retrospective about his, his his career and where he stands, and so it was very interesting. And um, and I think clearly, um, you know, he's going to have to work through that. And we'll see, you know, is, is the football field, you know, a uh, great sanctuary for him, or um, obviously, if, if if there are glitches to his game or he, or they start out poorly. Um, people will look back and say, "Well, you know, he's affected by this. This is there's something bigger uh, here that's that's affecting his game." I don't know how that's possible, to be honest with you, Rick. I mean, that that the, the thing that might affect his game more than anything else is the fact that no matter how great at football that he is, and he doesn't have to take much time to remember how to play it, nobody's yeah. good when there's a 325 pound man sitting in his mm-hmm. lap after the ball snapped, and that's the genuine concern I have right now. It's not Brady's readiness or mental state or anything like that. My concern yeah. is that line up front. What can you tell me on that front right now, Rick? Well, I, I mean, it was tragic. They lost Ryan Jensen on a second day of no pads, right? That was one of those etiquette things I think we talked about where Rookie was going hard, and, and he beat Nick Leverett into the inside. He pushed him into you know, um, into Jensen, Ryan Jensen, and, and he was out. So, I mean, from that standpoint, it's bad. Uh, Robert Hainsey went down. He's the center that's replaced Jensen. And um, my information is, you know, that's, that's an ankle situation that's not going to keep him out of the Dallas game. The preliminary reports are good. Uh, Leverett also hurt his shoulder later in that, that game, and, and, and the reports are good on him as well. So I don't think they're going to lose those two guys. Now, is it ideal that, you know, you have a first-time center um, no, you'd much rather have Jensen. Uh, but but the Bucks prepared for this in that, you know, they drafted him a year ago out of Notre Dame, knowing that they were going to move him inside uh, because Jensen was going to be a free agent. And if Brady doesn't come back, he's probably with another team right now. Right. Um, so they they've gone down this road, and and maybe it's just wishful thinking. But when you talk to the guys that get paid, you know, to do the evaluations and have actually picked these players to protect Brady. They're much more confident, I think, than fans are. You know, um, whether it's Luke uh, uh, Gadecki or or somebody else, a rookie, you know, out of Central Michigan, uh, you know, they they feel a lot better about where they're at now. They can't sustain, you know, any other injuries, and that's the problem, right? Because it's a war of attrition, and you've got 17 games, and it's very unlikely you're not going to have more. Um, they think Tristan Wirfs will be back, but you, you you raise a good point, and yet, you know, they go out there uh, against the Colts defense and. You know, Brady throws it on almost every down, and he's getting rid of the ball so quickly. Right. He's, he's per- perfectly accurate. So 
the best protector of Tom Brady has always been Tom Brady and his ability to know what's going on and get the ball out of his hands. And yet I've seen him get hit like he did in Washington, maybe the second or third play of the game, and he was done. He played hot potato with the ball the rest of the day. You know, so he's not about standing back there and getting hammered, and, and they've got to find a way to protect him. But I don't think it's as dire as, as some people outside the building think. Tampa Bay Times reporter and man who's all over the Bucks columnist, um, Rick Stroud back here on the Rich Eisen Show. So what's Godwin's uh, status? Chris Godwin, let's talk about the rest of the offense around Brady. Yeah. What do you got for me there? Well, he, he, Rich, he's done everything he can do. You know, he, that injury happened late. It was December 20th. He got operated on January 3rd. There was some ACL damage, obviously, uh, a tear, um, and then maybe some more. No one works harder than Chris Godwin. He's at it 24 hours a day, it seems, um, uh, you know, and, and doing everything he can do to get ready. Um, he's wearing a brace, which is absolutely, I think, going to be a problem, you know, for him to adjust to when he does get back out there. He has he has done gone from, you know, individual drills to one-on-ones to seven-on-seven to teamwork. All he's done hasn't done is contact, full contact. And they're not going to take him to the ground out here in practice, right? So whether he plays against Dallas or he plays against New Orleans, the real litmus test is he's got to get hit below the waist and he's got to get back up. And I don't care who you are, um, if you've been through what he's been through, that mental hurdle is real. Uh, and if he's going to be Chris Godwin, that, that process has to start. Does it start against Dallas? If the doctors say he can play, I mean, what else can they clear him of except, you know, you're okay to get hit now? And, and so I think that's the next step. I do think he'll be ready for Dallas. Um, I don't know who's ultimately it'll be the, the medical you know decision, but if they clear him, he'll be out there playing because he, he looks like he can do everything. Now, will he be the same guy? This year, as he was before he got hurt, I don't know. You know, it may, may take that. That's a process, and we've all seen it. But um, I think he's in really good shape. And what about Julio Jones? I just know all those years doing Thursday night football on NFL Network. I, 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 a couple of times when he went against Tampa, he just he just saved he just saved his best man. He just torched yeah. him. I mean, so many times. It's weird for me to see him in the uniform. I, I, I'm sure it is for for many people in Atlanta and even in Tampa. How much of a, a role do you think he's going to play this year? Well, I think he's going to play a big one. I mean, you know, again, that's another situation where he's missed 14 games over the last two seasons with that foot injury. His problem in Tennessee, and I know John Robinson. Um, you know, it was, was that he couldn't practice. I mean, you know, which didn't exactly make his game day performance all that great. Um, and then he missed the time. Right now, Rich, he's healthy. Whatever that means at his age, he's, com- he's completely healthy. And I have seen him do Julio Jones things. I mean, he is, he is leaping over guys. He is, mm. you know, uh, running routes. He's physical. He can block. He, he, you know, he played his first game, and they, they threw one ball to him for 20 yards. I mean, you know, so – um, him and Brady uh, have have already gotten together enough uh, to have you know great chemistry because he's such a great player. He's so smart and he knows the game so well, and his hands are, are as good as anyone's that's ever played. So all I know is they got to find a way to make up those you know fifty something catches, eight hundred something yards, and five touchdowns from Gronkowski. They'll do it a different way. Uh, Kyle Rudolph's not going to do that, but Julio Jones could. And they don't have Antonio Brown. We know what an impact he had during the Super Bowl year. All I know is if you can put Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, and Russell Gage out there, um, that's a problem, you know, along with whether it's Cam Bray, Kyle Rudolph, uh, a good running back um, in Leonard Fournette. So there's, there's a lot of weapons for Tom Brady, and they didn't want to wait to the, the middle or the end of the year when they sustained injuries, knowing Godwin might, might not be ready at week one. Let, you know, it was let's go out and get the best player we can find so we're not, you know, having to uh, – you know, pull guys off the practice squad or, you know, go get a Brashard Perriman. He was on his third team in a year. Um, we'll have somebody in-house that we can play with. And they got a, they got an abundance of receivers. Tampa Bay Times, Bucks reporter, Sports Day Tampa Bay podcast host, Rick Stroud here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, two more Brady questions for you, sir. Yep. Uh, first one for you uh, uh, is his um, dalliance with the Raiders that everybody put out there, thanks to Dana White. Um, he put it out there. Gronk was the one who first mentioned it. And the number of people who have basically confirmed it to me since then, I've lost track. 
And uh, was Brady asked that over the weekend, or did his "I'm 45 and I got a, a lot of S going on" take all that oxygen out of the room? Did anybody ask him about going to the Raiders instead of the Bucks? Well, he got in front of it like he does a lot of things. He uh, he he talked about you know, hey, I read I read all these stories about all these teams I'm supposed to go to, and all I can tell you is you know this was the team I always wanted to play for, and then and the only team I wanted to play for, and that's why I'm here. Yeah, um, except for, you know, that, that's probably not entirely true. Uh, he did he did uh, contact a lot of teams, or they contacted him. I mean, we know about San Francisco. We know about the Raiders now. We know about Miami. <laughs> we know about Miami. That sure is how happens, way, way, you know? way so, in advance, we know about Miami, you know? So. Right, right. And we've said the joke, you know, going around uh, is that um, – you know, Gruden has won two Super Bowls for the Bucks, the one in 02 and then the one that he gave them when he didn't take Tom wow. Brady, you know. So it's like, well, the old, uh, I tell you what, man, I screwed that up, didn't I? Um, you know, nice. Uh, like Caliendo. Yeah. I got Caliendo on the other end of the line here all of a sudden. Fantastic. Sorry, Rick, go on. Six years, six years with John Gruden, man. I, I can, you know. Uh, wow. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of, I mean, I think, it, it would be revisionist history for him to completely deny all of it, right? But, um, but that you know, Tom Brady was the greatest free agent of all time. I mean, who? The amazing thing is, and everybody's trying has been trying for years to figure out who the MFR is. You know, like, okay, so which team? Who said no to Tom Brady to keep their quarterback? Was it Derek Carr? Was it Ryan Tannehill? Was it right? In my opinion, it was all of them. You know what I mean? Like anybody that said no to Tom Brady, only one team said yes. Apparently, I mean, I think saying, I think the Chargers wanted him. I think you know there there might have been other teams in the picture that we may not be aware of. Um, but in terms of you know, if you didn't have him, it's probably because you said no because he he was the one making the decisions. And you know, um, mm-hmm. I just think that that Tom you know wants to get everybody. Uh, but but certainly, um, you can understand why they made the decision they made at the time and. And Brady has won a Super Bowl. He's been in the playoffs twice. And, and for my money, I think they're you know, right back in the picture again this year. Well, the $375 million question is this, Rick. Um, I think yeah. you know where I'm going with it. Is every game that Brady plays this year, at some point, certainly if it's going to be a blowout of some sort, it, it'll get to the, the question of whether Brady's done. If this is his final year, he's not going to clearly mention it at all. The last yeah. thing I think he wants is a tour, uh, you right. know, like Big Poppy or Coach K or anything like that, or Jeter. So the question is, is, you know, he's 45, he's got S going on. I mean, I can only imagine what it would be, be like 46 and S going on. Do you think this is, this is it? Do you think this is going to be the last ride for Tom? I've said this before, you know, I think this is his last year in Tampa for some reason, and that may not make sense to some people, but he had an opportunity if he wanted to. Um, they have a lot of dead cap money. You know, they're going to pay for Brady for years, and, and he didn't add another year to his contract. Uh, if he was looking to go to Miami, they would have had to have done something, you know, in terms of a trade um, to get him out of that. So, um, you know, I, I guess the answer is I don't know. Tell me how the season ends. You know, tell, tell me how it ends. Does it end with confetti? Is you know, is he actually gonna gonna win another Super Bowl and walk off? You know, and it seems rich like the greater the athlete, you know, um, they they stay at the party too long, right? The vacuums are running, the lights are on, everybody's going home, and there they are, you know, at the bar, so to speak. And and I just I just think that you know I would hope Tom is not he's not gonna play if he's embarrassing himself. But hell, he just led the league in passing yards and touchdowns a year ago. He had 719 attempts. At age 44. And he's got his um, peers' respect. He's number one on the top 100 right. list on NFL right. Network. So, he's so number why, one. Why do, I, right, why do I quit? You know, but I, no one wants to see him limp around on one leg like Tiger Woods. No one wants to see him, you know, play for the Wizards the way Michael Jordan did. Not that I think Tom Brady's going to play basketball, but I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think, you know, he'll know, hopefully, when that day is. But it's definitely coming soon. Um, but we know that he was... You know, look, he, he was considering a lot of things in the offseason, right? He was considering uh, becoming a minority owner, which I still think he'd like to do. And, and you know what? Maybe part of that is I come play quarterback for your team for one year and we try to win a Super Bowl. You know, like, I don't know what, what his, you know, business dealings or interests are beyond this season, but it sure feels like, you know, that we're getting to the end. The difference is, you mentioned the $375 million, is that unlike last time when he retired for 40 days, he didn't know what he was going to do. 
And now he has def- a definite outing that, you know, if he chooses to, to say he's done playing, he's going to be in the, in the number one broadcast booth with Fox, and he's going to be, you know, involved in football at least, you know, for 20-something weeks. So I think it's a different picture for him. I think he's gotten that picture when he was out uh, this past off season. so it won't be as daunting for him. He's retired once. He can do it again. But um, it feels like this could be it. It's definitely going to be it, I think. Uh, definitely, I think. Listen to me. I, uh, that in Tampa. But um, I, he's Tom Brady. I mean, when are we going to stop putting parameters on this guy? Maybe he does play till he's 50. I don't know what his personal circumstances are. His kids are older. Seems to be a lot that he wants to get to do. But uh, football is still what he does the best. No doubt. Rick Stroud, great to chat with you again. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, I do hope to speak to you uh, maybe the first week uh, and get your thoughts on what happens between Tampa and Dallas on a Sunday night. Yeah, what man. a great week. Yeah, let's do it. Look, love, love talking to you, Rich. Thanks right back at me. you. Rick Stroud at NFL Stroud. I follow him on Twitter. You should too, man. He's great. And ladies. can't sit here and say that sounds like a guy who wants to get out who regrets staying in i mean i think he loves the sport who knows with what this guy's gonna do because as he said it could end in confetti if it ends in confetti i think don't you think you ride off into the sunset that's what we thought two years ago too right two years ago four years ago i mean every time the pats won or the bucks are you like okay this is it right nope you got the Bucks schedule and then we'll take a break just think about this like i said every game Every game, it's going to be something. Dallas, then against New Orleans. And we all know that New Orleans, the Saints, have definitely performed well against Brady, better than any team, maybe in Brady's career, consistently against that to start. Then there's Atlanta, that one's week, right? At Pittsburgh, how many times has Brady been there? And every single time he shows up at Old Lang Syne week, right? Baltimore with Lamar Jackson passing torches. The Rams would have been his last game if he didn't retire. Munich, the whole world will be talking about that one, no matter how the Seahawks play. What if Garoppolo is the quarterback for the Seahawks in that oh, game? man. All right? Then after a bye, it's at Cleveland, last game that they don't have. Deshaun Watson, right? The Browns. Once again, New Orleans, San Francisco, the team he grew up loving. Joe Burrow versus him. Then it's him versus Kyler Murray, Carolina, Atlanta. That's when everyone's going to start looking over the steering wheel and wonder how much of a chance does Brady have to win the Super Bowl? Is that going to be the end of his career? Blah, blah, blah. It's set up. Man, talk about season-long storyline arcs. This is now like career storyline arcs you're going to be talking about for Tom. Let's take a break. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. What is Pittsburgh and Mike Tomlin thinking at quarterback? Well, we kind of know. That's next. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Chrome Soft Golf Balls, I use them. You should as well. They are awesome. They make me feel more confident standing over them when I'm about to hit the shot. I know all I have to do is make a good shot, and I'm going to feel it. I'm going to watch it fly. My problem is the bad shot that always occurs when I think that. 
but I do love using them. And I use the Chrome Soft, regular Chrome Soft, because it's for the widest range of golfers. You get more distance, incredible forgiveness, a better feel. I even feel it when I make contact with the regular Chrome Soft. If you are somebody who is a little bit better and you want something that gives you excellent spin consistency, tour level short game control, there's the Chrome Soft X. The Chrome Soft XLS gives you a lower spin golf ball, longer shots, firmer feel, but still with a high spin around the greens. Bottom line is when you add it all up, it's pretty simple. Chrome Soft is better for the best and better for everyone. Find out which Chrome Soft is right for you at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft. So last preseason game on Sunday, last one, Lions, Steelers, T.J. Watt rushing the passer or thinks he is post-snap. Here comes T.J. Hawkinson. Tight end goes low on him, hits him below the knee. And I thought to myself, do not tweet. (laughs) Smart move. Do not tweet. Smart move. Will Blackman, former NFL player, he puts it on my Twitter feed. Discuss. NFL Twitter, and I retweeted it saying, I'm not wading in on this one. I just hope he's okay. And Mark Schlereth then responds by saying, for good context, T.J. Watt stayed in the game for a few more series before leaving. Right. He's apparently okay. Mark Schlereth, I'm monitoring my Twitter feed since two weeks ago. Who knew? He's like the eye in the sky for me anytime. That's why I didn't tweet. Stink, I I I don't want any piece of your smoke. But even Cameron Hayward, who's very involved in the Players Association, said, I know it's a legal play right now. Right now. That's what he said. We've cleaned up where the DB can't shoot the gap and go at the O-line when we should work toward player safety because it's a bang-bang play where a tight end goes up and goes straight for your knees. Luckily, TJ isn't fully injured is what he said. Get Mr. Hayward on the phone. Let's get him back on the program. Right. But the news out of this game man is Mitchell Trubisky 15 and 19 a buck 60 and a touchdown he looked really good and then Kenny Pickett got out there he went 10 of 14 for 90 yards to complete his first preseason he missed on only seven of his 36 passes 29 of 36 261 passing yards three touchdowns no picks and a a, a quarterback rating just less than 125 they didn't go against a lot of the ones all right, so let's go to Mike Tomlin and ask him what's up. Mike Tomlin, what's up? Do you have a starting quarterback? I might, but you guys not going to have it today. Again, like I told you guys the other week, man, we're not going to make knee-jerk reactions and statements following the performance. We'll go through our proper professional procedure. We'll evaluate the game. We'll meet with our front office people. We'll have discussions. Uh, we'll talk internally. We'll talk external possibilities. We'll go through our normal procedure this time of year, and we'll disclose it to you at our at our leisure, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> Importer, exporter, <laughs> internal, external. That's what's up. That's awesome. It's not high on our damn agenda. I love it. <laughs> the look he gives at the end is like, I'd I, be quite honest with you. Okay. Stop asking. So stop asking. So quit asking. Right. Quit asking. He went full. He went full. Nick Saban we'll on Maria Taylor. We'll save it. Look at that. <laughs> Love the look. There it is. Right through you. So quit asking. Quit asking. I got a couple more media availabilities. Maybe one before the game. I'll tell you when I tell yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Not giving. Uh, not giving any hints. You know. All right, tell the Bengals a damn thing. <laughs> I think it's going to be Trubisky. You go with the vet. If he doesn't do well, then you go with the kid. I think it's just that simple. But Pickett looks good. Pickett looks good, everybody. He loves it all, man. So, um, and George Pickens is knocking people on their asses. He's so good. Here we go. He's so good. Here we go. The Steelers. Always going to be better than you think. Always going to be better than you think. How are they so good at drafting wide receivers? They're very good at drafting I wide don't receivers. Get it? And the coach, man, he knows what he's doing. I just love Tomlin. I love it. I love it. That was a first take topic today. Um, will this finally be Tomlin's first losing season? You know, it would be a great topic bar here. Will Kenny Pickett 
throw an actual NFL pass before Chris Brockman pays TJ Jefferson the money TJ was owed from the draft day bet that went TJ's way. We sort of worked that out. (laughs) Did we know? How? Great drop. So, you know, we're splitting the entry for the Latrulio League, and, yeah, I was, and I was just like, yo, just send me, you know, minus the 20. Okay. And you agreed right. as we were leaving on Friday, so. Okay. You know what, though? That's it's not, just, no, 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 no. That is I mean, exactly what happened. If, if you want to, if you want to like, like just completely pull the curtain back, you said, do you want to pay me the 50, or do you want to let this 20 ride and we can keep talking about it? That, since you, that is what the conversation was. And you said, I'll just pay you the 30. No, I said, I'll pay you the 50. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When, when wagers like this linger, and... I understand part of it may be in your mind. It's better for the show to keep talking about it, which I, by the way, truly appreciate. (laughs) Content. Now here comes the bus. Okay? Content. Now here comes the bus. That when it takes this long, how much? It's 20 bucks? Yeah. You want to see Andrew Jackson in the palm of your hand. Not some Venmo. (laughs) Straight cash. You want to see a PayPal. Oh, what? It's pay me, pal. (laughs) Yeah. It's straight cash. Homie. Homie. <laughs> yes. Like like Paul Ingalls used to say on Little House on the Prairie. You want to see. The barrelhead, like if, right? it was, if it was draft night, he could have he electronically paid you this money on the spot. Didn't do it. Months ago. Didn't do it. Didn't and do that's it. not for the show. That's just because he's got this fist. It's so damn tight. <laughs> and that has been established in the near eight year history of this program. Okay. So. When it takes this long, electronic payment or let's just fold it into you owe me money now. (laughs) It's just like you now you owe me. So let's on the spot of you owing me. Let's let's settle this. Let's settle this owed payment. That's now six months in arrears almost four four months. Okay, five months. In arrear, no four, four four months in arrears, four months. I'm exaggerating for effect. Hey, now go ahead for the show. So yes, I agree with you. You, This is a separate transaction. Separate. You want to see old freaking Hickory? Thirty never came. The the number thirty was never discussed. That that is crap. We never said the number thirty out the door. I was like, just pay me the thirty. You're like, all right. Man, that's that is, fine. I swear that's to goodness, that is it. not how don't that conversation went. Don't do it. Don't that do is, it. Don't I swear it. on all that's holy. That's that not how that conversation went. See now, see now, I can't. Witches. This, this I can't. I can't. I I can't confirm or deny. All I'm saying is twenty dollars cold hard American cash at this point, right there. Andrew Jackson, Old Hickory, Peter Gammons, whatever you want to say. That's my two cents on it. He's such a bald bastard. <laughs> wow. That was, that was uh, Josh Gad about who? Chickless. That's right, Chickless. Chickless. Two of the nicest guys. Just fu- shrapnel. Okay. Let's take a break right here. We're back in 45. 45- <laughs> 